0: Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast, covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm James.
1: And I'm Christina.
0: Wow, we did it. Three weeks, just me and you.
1: I know. Are you sick of me yet? It's okay if you are. It's fine.
0: (laughs) No, no. I was very excited. I was like, man, I cannot. I don't even want Michael back. This podcast is doing so great without him. No, I'm just
1: kidding. You can't say that. (laughs) We miss you, Michael. We really do.
0: <laughs> we are missing our third wheel, Michael. He's just got back from epic road trip. He's been gone for like ever.
1: Yeah, three three weeks, I think.
0: So we figure we'd give him, you know, a little breather coming back and hopefully he'll be back with us next week. But no, I honestly, I, I love podcasting with you, Christina. It's great because, you know, Michael and I had done so many podcasts together even before the Nintendo dispatch that it's, it's good mm. to get a different perspective on things sometimes.
1: Yeah. And it's fun for me. So just as long as you like keeping me around, I'll stay. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think so. Also, we got a lot of good feedback uh, from some listeners that really enjoyed last week's podcast. I think that it's also unique because Michael and I have podcasted a lot together and then you two work together every day. So you have a cadence mm-hmm. and then you and I, while we're friends, we haven't really like we haven't recorded a podcast, so we're still figuring out that cadence. I think last week really pulled it together,
1: yeah. And I also think that we've tonight was actually the first time we ever played a game together.
0: No, that's right, yeah. Is, and it went true?
1: great, yeah. We died a lot, fun.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we'll talk about it later. We we tried out uh Wolfenstein <laughs> Youngblood, uh, and we died a lot, and it worked, but we'll get into that later, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I yeah. can't believe it worked. Yeah. (laughs) So, all right. Well, let's get into the news because the biggest news of the week, for sure, Christina, is the Nintendo Joy Con controllers, the Drift, Driftgate 2019. Nintendo (laughs) is going to fix everything. That's what they say, at least. That's what this report from Vice via an internal memo leak. So, I'm taking this as at least pretty, pretty, serious from what, you know, all the reports online that we've we've read is that Mm -hmm. Nintendo recently told customer service representatives that the company will no longer charge customers seeking Joy-Con repairs. To me, that's even past the drift controller um, issues, but maybe just all Joy-Con repairs because Michael has had different issues with the Joy-Cons. They will refund those who have already paid for repair with proof. Hopefully they have their own proof. Also, not necessary to confirm warranty status and customers won't have to provide proof of purchase for the Joy-Con repair. So that was pretty awesome. That seems Nintendo-y to me.
1: Yeah, I think that lawsuit we discussed last week kind of made them shake in their knees a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and realized,
1: and- Oh, we should probably take this a little more seriously than we have been. So I th- I think it's a great response from Nintendo.
0: Yeah. And probably yeah. no more lawsuit needs to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I. Wonder if it's actually been dropped or will be dropped. I'm not quite sure how that process works.
0: Yeah, I'm not a lawyer. Law yeah. yeah, yeah, we're not lawyers. So. We're not lawyers. But yeah.
1: no. Not today, anyway.
0: Yeah, so that's cool. I mean, I think that that's great. Yeah. um You know, and it's funny enough because I've had other issues with my switch that we'll talk about later when we get to the accessory section, which I'm very excited that I have a solution. But I, I don't I don't even want to send in my Switch or I could send in my Joy-Cons. I'd feel OK with that because I have another set of Joy-Cons. I have a pro controller. I have another wired controller now. But I feel like if you just bought a Switch and you only had one pair of Joy-Cons, which I think is where situation you're in, if you send in a Joy-Con, you're not playing any games, Christina.
1: No, I'm I'm stuck. There's nothing I can do. I have to uh, run to my neighborhood target and get another pair.
0: Yeah. So that would kind of be a bummer, I think, if if that's the mm-hmm. case that they're in. So hopefully, if you are having Joy-Con drift controller issues, you know, send them in, get them fixed. They'll get them back super duper quick. One thing that would be cool, I think, in my personal opinion, is if Nintendo offered up a way that you they would send you a Joy-Con replacement. And then you could send the broken one back and then... Mm. If you don't send it in, then you would get charged, obviously. But there's other companies that have done that. And I've I've, I've had repairs work that way, where they don't just repair it. They just send you a new one and then you know, yeah, you send it back.
1: They'll send you new ones and then they'll repair the ones you send back and probably sell them refurbished. That would actually be smart for Nintendo to do. But I feel like that's actually kind of an American thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but if, Mats, you want to add another... Uh, Switch device to your library of technology. A Disney-themed Switch is on the way, but only for Japan, so you'd have to go to Japan to get it. (laughs) So a purple and pink-themed Switch is coming out. It has characters and graphics based on Disney's Sumsum franchise. Uh, I wasn't familiar with this franchise. I had to look it up, and they're super cute. Um, It comes out on October 10th. It's going to be bundled with the Sumsum Sum Festival game, and it will cost about thirty six thousand yen, which is roughly three hundred and thirty US dollars.
0: Yeah, it's a super cute Switch. I like all the graphics on it. The Sumsum—I uh, never know how to pronounce that, so I'm just going to go with your pronunciation.
1: I looked it up. Yeah, it's Sumsum. Oh, okay, Sumsum. <laughs> T is silent. I've, yeah,
0: I've seen them in. I never—I didn't see. I don't know if they're a show or they're a comic, but I've seen them in Target, and they're like mm-hmm. little. I've, I've seen like little plushies basically of them and that's about the only thing I know and they look like very anime mini baby-esque you know characters.
1: Yeah so they're basically these little tiny hamster-esque sized characters based off of actual Disney characters so there's one for Mickey Mouse there's one for Stitch um, there were a couple of them and they make these little Disney shorts and they're they're definitely geared towards smaller children. I actually wanted to send it to my brother to show to my nephew. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're definitely really cute.
0: Yeah, I like this bundle a lot. I mean, it mm-hmm. is more expensive, but the nice thing is that the switch is not region locked, which means that you could import this, you know, if you wanted another switch. Now I don't need oh. another switch, but you know, yeah, you did, did you know that they're they're not region locked?
1: I did not know that. No. Interesting.
0: Yeah, any any game that you want to play? The only thing that's region locked is actually not even not even the eShop is region locked because you can create a like Japanese account and then you can download Japanese demos if they're only available there. They don't do like any validation, but uh-huh. um, yeah, you can play any of the games. You could import them from Play Asia or something like that. And yeah, you play anything you want. It's cool.
1: You know what I just noticed that I really appreciate is so the there's the two Joy-Cons. The w- left one is purple. The right one is pink. The home button on the pink one has little Mickey Mouse ears. <laughs>
0: I thought that was so cute. I, t- I saw, it, was, it took me three times until I saw that. And I thought that was super
1: cute. <laughs> yeah, I just noticed it now. It's so cute. Leave <laughs> yeah. we it to Japan to just have the cutest stuff.
0: <laughs> I want more themed Switches. That's what I want. So hopefully this is the start of just a you know smorgasbord of themed yeah. Switches.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, well, in uh, some kind of quirky news, I would say, and, and I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart, but apparently... According to a survey from CenturyLink, the internet provider, which is actually local here in, in Seattle, that CenturyLink—I don't have CenturyLink, but CenturyLink Fields, where I see the Seattle Sounders play—they did a survey of 1,000 people who play games, and they wanted to get their insight into gaming and relationships. And the news out of it is that apparently Mario Kart is extremely positive for relationships, um, which. I, I guess, you know, we're throwing blue shells at each other. But, you know, I, I guess it's a fun game. Uh, some interesting stats that came out of it is one in three people. So it's only a thousand people. This is a very tiny. I did uh, you know statistics and anal- analysis like in high school back in the day. And mm-hmm. uh, a set, a survey set of a thousand people is very small. So uh, one in three people aged 18 to 24 in the survey. So who knows how many people that is. They say that games have a positive impact on their relationship with their partner. Fifty percent say playing games has a positive influence on their romantic relationship. Where, where? Oh.
1: Um,
0: and then, yeah, Mario Kart was the most had the most positive effects on relationship, followed by Call of Duty and Skyrim, which makes no sense at all. That doesn't make any sense.
1: Those aren't different at all.
0: <laughs> no, um, but you know, they didn't say what version of Mario Kart or anything like that. But they did say that 42% of people said that gaming led to a breakup in their relationship. So there's that.
1: Yeah. Um, This is actually really funny because I was scrolling through and looking at the comments. The comments are always the best part of like Nintendo Life articles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the first comment that I loved was, and Mario Party has the opposite effect.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) No.
1: Which is really funny because I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day about her and her fiance playing and how one of them is very competitive. (laughs) And I was like, you guys have to get married at the end of the month. Don't play that game anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, you know, also like overcooked, like we call that the relationship ruiner. Like you just you're just going to yell at each other back and forth.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cute though. I mean, I love Mario Kart, you know this. Any of our recent viewers know this. So, I was happy to see this information. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm a I'm a big fan, yeah, and I will talk about my Mario Kart new addiction at the end of the pod, but uh yeah, it just really I like these quirky surveys and it just came out so I figured we would we'd mention on the podcast.
1: Yeah. And I'm wondering also too because it says one in three people aged 18 to 24, I wonder if that was just the biggest like, like, a uh, survey set or biggest section of people. And then it makes me think, oh, they only sent this to high school and college students.
0: But that said, so, that said, yeah. Christina, one in three mm-hmm. people is only 33%. <laughs> so it's really
1: not, I guess this, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. They Just, should, they should release all the data on that. I'm really curious about it now.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would like to see the, the actual data. They had nice little, like little animations and are like a little graphics mm-hmm. on the CenturyLink website, but Yeah. Um, they should release more
1: yeah so we had uh, a little bit of game news this week specifically regarding pokemon major news pokemon companies teaming up with 10 cents timmy studios which is currently working on the call of duty mobile game to create a new pokemon game for mobile and that's all the information we have
0: <laughs> Oh, i was gonna say what else, what else do you got what, what kind of game what kind of new game christina tell me more tell me that's more about it. this game that's
1: <laughs> That's all they shared.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh, I see. Big
1: breaking news.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: Um, and from this, we found an article and I guess recently, uh Genese Masuda addressed the fact that people don't really know who makes Pokemon games. Mm. I guess the the most common response is Nintendo. Makes so sense. he he would, yeah, so in this YouTube video he cleared things up a bit. Um, he said when for the game first came out, Pokemon was called a Nintendo game. But now it's a very complex, very crazy animal of different companies and corporations handling different things. So they over- oversimplified it, and I'll, I'll explain it very briefly. So Nintendo handles the game publishing and distribution. They also do uh, spin-off games such as Pokemon Stadium, and uh, other studios also develop Pokemon spin-offs. spinoffs. Uh, Jupiter and Spike Chunsoft are a couple. Um, but Nintendo does mostly the, the game publishing distribution. Then there's Creatures, who handles the cards, but also does some games. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Now, Game Freak, a very common household name these days, (laughs) they develop the games, um, but uh, they've also released games on non-Nintendo software, so Mega Drive, PC, Windows, and PS4. And the Pokemon company itself handles everything else and is also somewhat involved in Every, in everything that we just talked about. They, like they have, an like, oversight hands committee. Yeah,
0: like yeah they're like committee. the
1: umbrella, essentially. Yeah. So to answer the question, who makes Pokemon games? So Game Freak makes the mainline Pokemon games, hmm. which I actually, I had a conversation with Michael, he was like two weeks ago, and asked him, so is Game Freak an actual, is it a Nintendo company, or... Like, do they just make this one game? I, I didn't understand, and he explained it to me like exactly how it's listed here. So I thought it was interesting for someone who hasn't been like deep in it, it's just interesting to actually hear how things are broken down. Very Very oversimplified. It's a little more complex than this, but that that just gives, if people didn't know, a very brief overview.
0: Yeah, it's good because there is so Mm -hmm. much in the Pokemon ethers, like like the world around it. And it's grown so big when anything grows so large, it's it's too much for one company to keep the lock on it. But good for Nintendo for keeping, obviously, the gaming and publishing. And don't forget that Pokemon Go is created by Niantic. And then they also then from the Pokemon company, not game freak and then pokemon go accessories are made by nintendo it's like everything about it is like very strange <laughs> so if a pokemon game makes a gajillion billion dollars like that's great but it's just know that that not all of that money is going to nintendo
1: all these other companies are getting it
0: <laughs> yeah and i'm curious how the movies work too because obviously then movie studios are mixed into it too so it gets very complicated so
1: Yeah, I am sure people think, oh, Pokemon made made the Pokemon movie. No, yeah. probably not.
0: <laughs> well, you know what should not be complicated, Christina? Tell me. Trying to play a game from 1993.
1: <laughs> like why do you say why do you say that, bots?
0: Well, you know, if, if you had a game, let's say you were re-releasing a game from nineteen ninety three, you know, and you, mm-hmm. you you release that on the Switch, for instance, you know, you'd imagine that you would you'd be able to boot it up and, and then play the game. It's very reminiscent of the NES online system, right? What do you do to play that online? You, you go in, you select the game and and then you play it. Like that's how games work, correct?
1: Uh, yes, I believe so.
0: Yes. Well, I was excited <laughs> that one of my favorite games from 1993 was making its way to the Switch, which is Doom. And not only just that game, but also Doom 1, which is the one from 1993, Doom 2 and Doom 3 which were all coming out because at QuakeCon, Bethesda announced that they're, go get them. They're available right now. I was so excited. I was like, let's do this. And they're a great price. One and two are only $5. And then three, which is like a 3D one, is $10. Mm -hmm. And I go, man, that's not bad. 20 bucks, three games. I like Doom, do you like Doom? Everybody loves Doom.
1: I I have good memories of Doom. I would watch my brother and my father play them on the computer. I wasn't allowed to play them, but I watched them. (laughs)
0: I was young when they came out. Obviously, I was seven when they came out, and I would uh-huh. go over to my neighbor's house, and he was this kid that was a little bit older than me. He was, he was into grunge music, and he would you know play Doom, and, and I would watch him play, just like you. And I was yeah. too young to play, but then I would, I would sneak every
1: once in a while. Shh. Um, and he was he was like super cool, and you really looked up to him. And you are like, man, Doom is Doom is it? I got to play this game.
0: Got to play this game. <laughs> so now, finally. I could play this game. But then I read that Bethesda did something absolutely ridiculous. They decided to add DRM into a game that you purchase on the Nintendo Switch by requiring you to log into a Bethesda Soft account, Bethesda.net account, to unlock the game. So after you buy it, you open it up and it requires you to log in. And you're saying like, all right, that's very strange for a game that's only offline, doesn't add any new functionality. Now, okay, once you unlock the game, you don't have to do it anymore. But then Doom 3 requires you to authenticate every single time you play the game to get all of the features and content available, which doesn't make any sense at all. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to support this, Christina. That's what I said.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it doesn't make any sense at all because, like you said, it's not online gameplay. It does have multiplayer, but it's couch co-op or, or local multiplayer. It's not online at all.
0: Yeah, doesn't make sense. And if yeah, it's online, yeah. which a game we'll talk about from Bethesda later, which is online mm-hmm. only, that makes some sense. I could get into that. Yeah. Um, now, you would imagine, though, that I would be the only person nobody else was upset at all. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Uh, I heard I heard maybe there was something on Twitter.
0: A few people, like at least one to about one million people were a little upset about this. And yes, um, people <laughs> one, got
1: two million, one to <laughs> two million.
0: Yeah, got very upset. And everybody started mocking the memes that were generated because you'd be granted to this login with Bethesda thing. I wanted to start streaming and just have it locked down there and said, up. Oh, the first level is too complicated. Can't get past it. Help me. Um,
1: taking a break, guys.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Taking a break. It can't get past this. Now uh Bethesda, after 24 hours of backlash and so many articles, it was fun watching this because like it was announced. Oh, like this is really terrible. And then you see this article that comes out that says, Bethesda says, sorry, sorry, everyone. Our our bad. Our bad. All right. We shouldn't have done this. Whoops. (laughs) You know, whoops. Uh some somebody obviously forced some developer to integrate this, poor developer. They are going to patch the games that will still make it uh, available to log in with your Bethesda account so you can get marketing emails if you want but it will be optional in the future so they are going to remove that and patch it and maybe then I will buy it so there you go
1: yeah I think uh they had a twitter reply too and the whole idea behind it was so that way they could include the slayers club because everybody knows what that is I had no clue what the hell it was. It's like, what what does this even do? I guess it rewards people for playing the classic Doom games. Who knows what those rewards are? But to them, it was valuable enough that they were going to require you to log in every single time. So, yeah,
0: Hmm.
1: it's weird. I don't
0: don't mind the option to log in. I've played Ubisoft games where you can log in with your Ubisoft account, get some different online things. But to make it forced for a game like Doom just is mind boggling to me. Just mind boggling.
1: Yeah, it, I I feel like it maybe wasn't thought through
0: 100%. Yeah. And to me, I just watched um, The Great Hack on Netflix. Highly recommended. And oh, yeah? it was about the Cambridge Analytica, you know, stuff from the election and before the election and oh. post-election. Wor- worth watching. It's not mind blowing, but it's, it's not bad. It's not amazing. It's somewhere in between, but worth watching.
1: Interesting, Yeah. Yeah. And then it
0: makes you think, oh, I'm going to log into this Bethesda.net account. And then they could track everything I'm playing in the game, like which versions, how long I'm playing. And then I don't want that. I don't know if they're doing that. I don't know. I assume not. But I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't need a social Bethesda graph on me. <laughs> so I don't know. Are you going to buy these games?
1: Um, they're not quite my kind of game. It, like I said, it was a game that I would watch my my brother and my father play growing up. It wasn't one of those games where I felt like I want to play this. But I mean, if anybody is on the fence, I would say just get it. They're so cheap and you can relive your nostalgic gaming days. Yeah, it's a pretty good. deal. Yeah.
0: five bucks. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's well priced. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, anyways, that's our news. That's all the news, Christina. That's it
1: kind of a short week
0: yeah not bad yeah Yeah, we just kind of were looking through nothing else really exciting but um before we get into the best sellers we did play a lot of games this week i want to talk about a new accessory i got christina
1: okay okay
0: um about it must have been six months ago four three four or five months ago michael and i talked about in the accessory area about a new controller coming out from pdp which was called the Nintendo Switch Face-Off Deluxe Plus Audio Edition Wired Controller.
1: Pretty short name. Okay.
0: Yeah, it rolls right <laughs> off the tongue. Right, <laughs> right off the off tongue. The tongue. <laughs> uh, so PDP makes a lot of these wired controllers. There's obviously the Pro Controller, which I have. It's in my hand right now. It's a lovely, absolutely stunning controller, but it is quite expensive. Now, mm-hmm. PDP released a bunch of these Face-Off, Deluxe, Face-Off controllers, and they're about 25 bucks. And I got very excited because this is the first, the Deluxe Plus is the first ever Nintendo Switch controller with audio wired headphone plug jack with it.
1: That's pretty monumental considering how much, how many issues audio, let me, let me rephrase that. How many times audio has been an issue around the Switch?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's and pretty
1: awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: pretty awesome. And you don't need it always because you might be using like the switch online app, which we'll talk about later. But mm-hmm. for instance, Fortnite, you need to play games on it and you need to talk to people. And um, I had even done a Kickstarter, the Genki, which uh, I did a review on, which works great to stream audio, wireless audio to your headset and, you know, your Bluetooth headsets. And then they have a little adapter because normally how you voice chat is you have your switch, then you have to plug in headphones to it. Now, this doesn't work great if it's docked, because I don't know how to get headphones that are that long. It'd be very odd. So this is great because it's a 10 foot cord. The controller just reaches and you plug it in and it works. And I validated that it worked because you and I played a game together and we were communicating.
1: We actually heard each other talking. (laughs) Yeah, it was was,
0: magical. It
1: was yeah, it was crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I finally for the first time in over a year, I could hear voices in my headset and it was awesome.
1: I thought you were going to just say it in your head. I got nervous for a second.
0: <laughs> well, and in my head, too. But yeah, no, so it works great. The controller is fine. Um, so I'm grabbing it. That's why I was moving away. So it's a, the, the controller is not as good as the pro controller. The buttons are a little bit mashier, I would say. So they're not as Clicky as I would like, but it has a oh, nice okay. D-pad. They switched the minus buttons and plus buttons, you know, things in them. But it is nice because from the controller you can control the volume that you hear. So you can hold down the button. There's another button on the bottom uh, joystick. If you double tap it, it mutes or unmutes. If you hold it down, you can use the D-pad to adjust the volume of the game, which is very nice. Um. And then the weird part that I can't get over, it is removable though, but on the underside, the underbelly of the controller, there is like a place, there's like two more buttons like underneath. It's kind of like a weird sled on top of it, I would say, and they're programmable buttons. So you can program them to do any button, any one button. So it's not like a macro, but it's one button. And, Mm. uh, that is interesting uh, I would say I often find myself accidentally hitting those buttons, but there is a lever that allows you to pop it off if you want to remove it, which is kind oh, okay. of nice. Uh, but then it feels really weird because now there's like a gap in the controller underneath.
1: Yeah. I would um, feel like but... it would, it would feel broken like, or missing like you you essentially broke a piece off of your controller.
0: <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of how it feels. Yeah. 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 But, Here's my, here's my review. Uh Um, it works as advertised audio quality, clear, great cable. Uh, there's inner, the, the face plates, they come in four colors. You can remove them. I got the, the camo purple, which is pretty dope. It comes in blue, red, black, which is also nice. Um, and for $25, it is a great controller.
1: Would you recommend, so I don't have a pro controller or any kind of controller. Would you recommend I get this over the pro controller? Just like if I'm trying to be like a cost effective purchase?
0: Yeah, I would say so. I would say for cost effectiveness only because it has the headset built in. So if you Mm -hmm. want to, you know, play a game with me or with Michael that has the voice chat like Fortnite or Wolfenstein, then it just works. And I think that's the bonus. And Nintendo will need to address that at some point in the future. But for a budget-friendly option, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised.
1: And you said it has a ten-foot cord.
0: Yeah, it's long.
1: That's that's yeah, that's a long cord.
0: Yeah, you just plug it into the USB on the side of the switch, and boom, it's good to go. The difference, of course, is that this will only obviously work when you're playing on your TV because it's not Bluetooth; it's USB. So that's the advantage of the Pro controllers. If you wanted to put it in a a tabletop mode, you could still use it, but. Um, mm. That's that's the difference, but I hey,
1: don't ever I use say, that. So. Hey Nintendo, let's make a baby of this in the Pro Controller. <laughs> yeah, let's make this one Bluetooth and get rid of the weird knobby thing on the back.
0: <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's pretty nice I and mean, it's officially licensed. Uh, it's, it's a nice controller. It mm-hmm. has a it, it's good. it's good. It's good. It's not great, but it's twenty five dollars. And if you are in need of a controller, um, it's good. It's good. So there's my review. It's good.
1: You've heard it here here first, folks.
0: (laughs) It's good. It's good. i give it a 7 out of ten. Seven out of 10. Uh, No Fortnite stuff. You know, the World Cup's going on here. Blah, blah, blah. No rumors. Blah, blah, blah. Mike will come back, and he'll give his Fortnite Spectacular next week, probably. But uh, do you want to break Mm -hmm. down the bestsellers for us, Christina?
1: Yes, I would love to. So the top 10 bestsellers of the week. First place is Fire Emblem, Three Houses. Second is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. Third is Membrane fourth, Super Mario Maker 2, fifth, Minecraft, sixth, Doom from 1993, seventh is Astro Bears, eighth, 911 Operator, ninth, Dragon Quest Builders 2, and ten is Cuphead. And then two games that didn't quite make the top ten but came out recently. Doom 2 came in 11th place, and Doom 3 came in 12th place. So we almost had all three Doom games well impressive but yeah doom one two and three i guess on the top 10 which is pretty crazy
0: <laughs> yeah they, they should have put doom that the newer doom on sale and then yeah. all four dooms would have basically could have been in the top 10 potentially yeah so that's cool i mean this that's surprise i mean granted apparently a lot of people are logging into their bethesda.net account that's what's happening.
1: I'm also curious, too, because, well, I mean, we'll we'll talk about it in a minute, but we played a game that required us to create a Bethesda account. I didn't have one. So <laughs> uh, uh, it seems very interesting that all of a sudden this week Bethesda has been in my brain quite a bit.
0: Yeah, my, <laughs> I would say that the the here's the issue with the Bethesda.net account is mm-hmm. what I've seen so far is that we logged into our account, but it did not necessarily I don't. I don't know if it linked it to my Nintendo account. So what I'm curious of is if I was to buy Doom, I should probably try this and try to log in. Will it already be connected to my Switch and already know it's me? Hmm. I don't know.
1: That's a good question.
0: And that's important because I had Google auto-generate a password for me and it's a very long password. It took me forever to enter it on my Switch.
1: Even using the touch screen?
0: Uh, no because I was using my PDP oh. PDP Nintendo switch <laughs> face off deluxe plus audio controller wired edition
1: gotcha you you wanted to play with your new controller
0: <laughs> yeah although probably taking it out of the dock just to enter the password would have been well worth it
1: yeah that that's usually what I do just because I'm really lazy but <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, y- Man, you should try it and see what happens.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm curious. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I don't
1: know. Yeah. <laughs> how much well, so do we ha- care?
0: <laughs> yeah. How much do we care? Well, good for Fire Emblem, busting it down. Uh, number one mm-hmm. spot. That's surprising. Marvel keeping it up there. Very good for them. I really want to buy that game still, but you know, we talked last week. Still on the fence.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Just still saving those pennies. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I've heard so Dragon Quest Builders two, which I I would like for them to release a demo if they haven't yet. I had friends that played the first one were kind of like, yeah, it's good, but, you know, I don't love it. And they're like Builder Quest Builders 2, but Dragon Quest Builders 2 is like amazing, just like so much better. Like everything about it is like amazing. So
1: I've been told I would really like the game. But for me, it's very similar to Minecraft and I already own Minecraft and I know the controls. I know everything in Minecraft. Yeah. I'm sure it's a lot different and there's more of a story, but that's how my brain works. It's like I own something similar already that I enjoy. Uh, maybe yeah, something though. Yeah. Maybe someday. Yeah. Someday. All
0: right. Well, let's get into the new releases because we have quite a few that we would like to pick up this week. Starting on July 29th, Trine 3, finishing off the trifecta, the artifacts of power for $20 coming out. Catch a duck. Catch that duck. Five bucks. If you want to catch a duck, it's going to cost $5. The much anticipated Forager comes out on July 30th for $20. Alongside it is Mutineer Zero. Road to Eden, which is like an XCOM style game. I had to look that one up. It's a weird, wacky game. Uh July 31st, The Tower of Beatrice for $6. And then on August 1st, everything just unloads onto the eShop with Omega Labyrinth for $60, Standby for five, Robbie Swift Hand, 18 bones. <laughs> a game that I kick-started myself, Hamsterdam. That's right, where you play as a hamster that knows Kung Fu. Cannot wait to talk about it. Ten Bones. uh, I have a lot of check marks on that. Solo, Island of the Heart for $20. Chroma Squad, originally released in 2015, makes its way to the Nintendo Switch for $15. Shinobi Spirits S, Legend of Heroes, $9. Phobia, with an F, not with a PH. Phobia, $10. (laughs) Illusion of Hlophagosia. Thirteen dollars. That's what I'm gonna go. with. La Flavishia. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> yeah, nail it. Dungeon warfare, ten dollars. Sudoku, relax to summer waves, five dollars for your Sudoku madness. August second to round us off, we got Burger Chef Tycoon, swaps and traps. That was uh, I kept wanting to write that. That's a bit different, different uh, every time. I was like swaps and traps. I don't. It doesn't make any sense. No. Uh, and then finally, <laughs> the church in the darkness for twenty dollars. Christina. What's your picks for the week here?
1: So first thing I saw and I'm really excited for is Forager. Mm -hmm. Um, My I I recently so Michael, I know Michael is definitely going to be buying this game. I don't really know how to explain it. I uh, I guess it's similar to Stardew Valley in that you can at least that's this is my analysis of it. Similar to Stardew Valley in that you can go into like this cave and and craziness and kill monsters and you can sell things that you find in like the shop and you manage this little shop and it looks really cute. Um, So like I said, Michael said he's definitely getting this. So I'm going to wait for his review before I buy it only because recently I have bought games and I just have not been happy with them. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's what
1: happens. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it does look super cute. It looks like mm-hmm. a, it's a 2D open world inspired. It has the farming, it has the crafting, yeah. it has the exploration. Place a little, it looks like a little marshmallow almost. That's what I'm going to say. Um, and <laughs>
1: I, guess, I can looks, see that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: a little marshmallow head guy or gal. Um, I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then I also had Hamsterdam. Uh, I didn't remember you talking about this before did you mention it before that you kickstarted nope. it? oh nope. okay uh it's super cute i don't i mean it's not one of those things where i feel like i need to buy it right away but it's it's i liked it enough where i put a check mark next to it um I, you could probably explain this better than i can just because i saw the art and the fact that you could be a hamster and i liked it
0: <laughs> yeah you are a a hamster uh Pim, and you are into martial arts and your town is under attack, and you need, which is Hamsterdam, and you need to restore peace. And you go out on your Kung Fu hamster, they call it hamster foo. Well, hamster foo. And you just go out and you brawl and you kick butt <laughs> and you take names. And uh, yeah, I, I I remember it. I, I I paid $15 for it on the Kickstarter, and that gave oh, okay. me it available on every platform. That's what every platform is, whatever you want. We, we didn't even know what platforms Whoa. we're on yet, but every platform. And It just it's also on iOS and Android and they gave codes to that. But I was like, I want the Switch version. So hopefully this week they unlock the Switch version. But it looks super cute. It has like a nice art style to it. And who doesn't want to play as a hamster that knows Kung Fu? Sounds amazing.
1: (laughs) And then the next game I had checked was Solo Islands of the Heart. So we all know I love like the puzzle esque sort of games. This game looks super relaxing. It has a very kind of minimal slash geometric ish art style. And you basically sail from island to island and each island has its own puzzle that you have to solve. There's some kind of story element about figuring out what love is and all that stuff. I don't I don't really care about that. I just like the fact that it's a really pretty puzzle game. And for for twenty dollars, it's kind of seem if it goes on sale, I would probably get it.
0: Nice. I was I was in the fence on that one. It looked looked really pretty. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, the, che- the cheesy love story was like, ah, I don't know, but we'll, g- we'll give it a chance. <laughs> <laughs> and then next, I checked phobia. I almost didn't, only because the art style is very much like limbo, uh, mm-hmm. very, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of, minimal. It's like black, white, and red are the colors. But you play this girl running through this unknown land, and that that's what they call it. It, l- it just looks like the woods. Um, and you have to run away from these phobias or work through her phobias or things she's scared of. And apparently, it's very deceiving. So I was I was interested in that. I thought it would look cool. It reminded me of like Little Red Riding Hood running through the woods. Um, and then last, I actually checked. I feel a little weird for checking it, but I, I checked the church in the darkness.
0: Okay, yeah, okay, it's- all right. Explain yourself, explain <laughs> so yourself.
1: So it's, par- it's kind of about this, from what I could gather from the ad, or the little video, it's about this cult and you play as this cop that goes into the cult and you're trying to, like, really figure out what's going on. Um, it, It's the narration in, in it is, like, the manifesto of the cult. It was just really interesting to me. So, it looks cool. It seems like it's a little strategy involved. Uh, But, again, it's $20. I'm not sure if I would pay that much for it, but it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Put
0: on the wish list for 99% mm-hmm.
1: off. <laughs> so what else? Did, what did you have checked besides Hamsterdam?
0: Hamsterdam. Uh, yeah, so I had Forager. Hamsterdam. Yeah, I had Hamsterdam Forager on there. I did put Trine 3 on there because um, my buddy Jesse had played the other Trine games. So they're really fantastical. They mm-hmm. are 3D platforming action game. Look very, very cool. Like very beautiful graphics. Very. Bloomy, I would say, like when you when, when you see it's very like rich colors of blue and and purples and, and uh, aqua colors and yeah, mm-hmm. just the characters look very, very cool. If you're into a puzzle adventure type of game, it also has online play. That's the biggest part of this is from Frozen Bites. So It's like these games have been around for a while. But um, what's cool about it is that it's a three player game. So that every every character, they're either a knight, a thief or a wizard. You play um, those characters together. So this whole series has been around for a while and um, it's just very, very cool. And I've only ever heard great things about them in general and they're available on like every system. But at this point now you can get everything, which I thought was really cool. But the online multiplayer, I'm all about it. Um, Doesn't look like it has voice chat online and we'll talk about that more later on. But um, that's cool.
1: Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about trying as well, just the the series itself, and I've seen it here and there. But I think I, I, because I've never played them, I just wasn't really interested in jumping in now. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: If I could get them on a big deep discount, like a, the, the the all of them, I'd be I'd be into that. I think. So.
1: Yeah, if they did like a bundle, about... that would be nice.
0: Yeah, like a yeah. bundle of all of them for. A dollar, I mean, yeah,
1: um,
0: no, the only other sure. on the other. Yeah, the, the only other one I had in here was Chroma Squad. Uh, it's fifteen dollars and it was released originally in 2015. The only reason I put this in here is because i had heard about it a long time ago, but it is a tactical RPG inspired by Power Rangers, uh, the show, which is amazing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just looks super cool. The whole idea of it is that uh, it's about five stunt actors who decide to quit their jobs and star in their own Power Rangers-inspired TV show. And you you play and you build your Macs and you do all this stuff. It looks really cute. Uh, I'm not going to buy it for $15, but I think it's cool that it is on the Switch. And it has really, really high um, regards on PC. But I'm a little worried that it, the PC port maybe, I, I don't know how much it needed mouse and keyboard control and how well that might turn over to Switch. There's a lot of menus. My own fear.
1: Yeah. And they actually, so I watched the video of this and I appreciated it. <laughs> Just the beginning of it, it's like real, real time, like real, what's the word? Live action. It's like these three people wearing these like really bad looking Comic Con suits.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then they turn into the characters in Chroma Squad. Um, yeah. But in the video, they also show the menus and stuff and they show a mouse like moving across the screen. It was like, no. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but if you get it, I guess we'll see.
0: Yeah, that's my that's my fear. So I'll I'll maybe yeah. read some reviews on and go from there. But mm-hmm. it's gonna do it for all the new releases, Christina. So let's get into it. What have you and what have I and what have we been playing this week?
1: Oh, we. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell a little story about my time in Portia. I've okay. I've ranted about this game so many times. You're probably sick of hearing it. And I'm sick of talking about it, but this week, I just, I've been trying to love this game because I'm the type of person, I don't spend a lot of money on games. If I do, I want it to be good and I want to love it. And I usually wait for people to review it. They're not usually um, things I just go and buy. They're not impulse buys. So my time in Porsche, I watched people play it and, and on YouTube and all that stuff. and I loved it. I was like, this is everything I like about games. So I get it. And obviously, there are performance issues. They've released like three patches by now. And I'm still running into the same problem. This game has been out for
0: a long time,
1: five months on the switch. I want to say, oh, maybe four. I should have done my research beforehand, something like that. But I was playing this week and I've been making quite a bit of progress. I'm in the third month. So I'm in like the third season of the, the first year. I'm upgrading my house. You know, things are happening. I'll play an entire day. And the game saves when you go to bed at night. Mm. There's no way to save it during the day. Oh, interesting. So I'll play an entire day. It'll be like midnight. I'll be like reorganizing stuff in my chest, getting it out of my inventory so I can start fresh for the next day, really planning, planning everything out, going through my to-do list. And then I get an error pop up. The game goes black screen, error popped up. Says an unexpected error occurred and the game closed. Mm, oh no. It happened to me three times. Oh. In the no. past in the past week. So, and I don't believe they came out with another patch. I think this is an existing issue that is just now happening to me because my, my theory is that because I've been playing so much time in the game recently, like the save files are adding up or something is happening where there's just a lot of information. I'm not 100% sure, you know, that's technology. I don't I don't really do all that, but I'm I'm just trying to justify it in my brain because and I I was explaining this to Michael and I told him I said I've never been so disappointed in a game.
0: Mm, that's sad. That being
1: said, I was playing that before ju- right before we um right before I had dinner and we played Wolfenstein Youngblood.
0: Yeah. Now we played it. We talked last week about the Buddy Pass and Mm -hmm. I got my code on Friday and I was very excited. I installed the game. It was very large. It's 21 gigs. So I started before I went to bed and let it install. And and then I was like, I don't really know how to do this Buddy Pass. And I found an article, but then you sort of had to figure it out, I guess, on your end because we played and you figured it out somehow what did you have to do
1: so all i had to do was download so i would search wolf and sarah i just searched young blood in the store i downloaded the free one because there's i think three going to be four versions so if you if you want to do this just download the free one hmm. and then you have to if you don't already you create a bethesda account online on your computer or your phone or whatever and then when as soon as the game is downloaded it took mine two and a half hours you can open it up And then you essentially have to log into your Bethesda account so it like authenticates the game. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: you just, on my end, I didn't buy the game, so I just had to wait until Mots wanted to send me the buddy code or a a buddy invite.
0: (laughs) Okay, so it's just like a screen that says like waiting, basically.
1: Yeah, it's just the home screen. if I try to play the game, there's a pop-up that comes up on the bottom saying you have to wait to get a buddy invite or a, 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 what's it called? what's the actual thing called
0: just invite
1: buddy pass a buddy pass invite invite invite. yeah yeah and then as soon as you sent me the invite i your name popped up in the top right corner and i could just select it and we were able to hop in the game
0: yeah we started chatting right away
1: yeah yeah it was it was surprisingly easier than i was expecting Mm. so yeah and honestly the article you sent really didn't help at all
0: no I was reading
1: through it and i was like but what do i do
0: <laughs> <laughs> i googled and i was so. like okay what is this buddy pass someone explained it to me the article also did not really help all that much but yeah. it did clarify one thing about the buddy pass because i said do i have one buddy pass do i have two yeah, buddy- how yeah many? i
1: saw this too yeah
0: and it and apparently how it works is that you and i there's a save file you and I are playing through the game and we have our own I guess
1: save save file
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and I can have as many buddy passes as I want I'm assuming I'm going to run out of save spots at some point but when you when my buddy plays the game you 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 also have a save file and if you end up buying the game you can pick up where we took off at Mm -hmm. it's cool and I have unlimited buddy passes so I can have Michael play. I can have my friend Jesse game. So that's cool because I only paid an extra three dollars for the buddy pass game. Now you're forced to play with me and I terrible at video games. So <laughs> we're going to die a lot. But, you know, it, it, I'm not it, any better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we turned on the difficulty, which we'll talk about. But yeah. So <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it totally worked. The voice chat was OK. It was a little little putsy but it worked okay I, I give it like a six out of ten for a voice chat like i could hear you it wasn't perfect but it wasn't terrible
1: yeah it was kind of like uh a, a, like the static was on a beat mm. it was consistent so eventually you're able to just kind of ignore it um i will say though that there are points especially in the beginning of the game where there is a video or uh, like an intro that you watch and you cannot talk to your buddy at this point and you can't talk to your buddy when there are load screens Itch I fit, found out when I realized I was talking to myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't tell you that, you know what I mean? Like, no, it they, doesn't. <laughs> they know that you're probably going to do it. they could just put that in the beginning, like voice chat disabled, you know what I mean? And then it would be fine.
1: Yeah. Or like there should be like an icon in the corner. And then when it's loading, it'll say this icon means you can't talk to your buddy. And then it just, you know, where to look something like that. But
0: <laughs> yeah, brilliant. that would be brilliant, right? I mean, I don't know why yeah. you didn't work on the game, Christina. Come on.
1: I mean, it's like people should hire me for these ideas or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, they should, it, and it worked. Just pay it, me. <laughs> yeah, it, it worked. They. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. The the it was odd. So awesome. we were texting a little bit, but yeah, um, yeah. I had the same experience on my end. So how it worked on my end is, I logged into my Bethesda account because you're forced to. You are forced to. Um,
1: which makes sense in this situation because it is an online game.
0: It does. Yeah. And then, well, the here's the thing that you didn't see though is is when i go to say host games i go create a game and and there's an invite button so i hit the invite button and uh, i can up my my switch friend list comes up and i invited you my friend all my friends even if they don't own the game come up and i invited you to it Uh, i did i think it said that you're online but it wasn't you're like Bethesda account because I just created it so I don't even have oh. Bethesda friends yeah yeah
1: you know what you're right because when I was originally like waiting for you to to jump in I was pressing buttons as one does to try to you know see what is what and if you hit the I think it was the plus button mm-hmm. I believe you see all your friends like your whole friend list and from that it shows if someone's online It actually showed me my only my I only have three friends But it showed me all three, and all three of them are the people I'm friends with in my Nintendo account, not my Bethesda account. So, yeah, you're right. So, does it make sense? Probably not. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Just leave it to Bethesda to make you log into everything.
0: Yeah, (laughs) for no real reason. (laughs) We know you like to. We know you like logging into things. We're going to log into that. So, yeah. uh, What did you think (laughs) of the game? What are your impressions? We played for what about a half an hour or so after we got through the cutscenes.
1: half an hour 45 minutes something like that yeah um i will say uh, i'm not a first person shooter game necessarily the only first person shooter i really play is tomb raider
0: mm-hmm. and
1: <laughs> that has auto aim <laughs> mm. and i don't know about you but like for some reason the joy cons of this, it makes it really hard like it's either you move really slow or really fast when you're trying to like aim on someone it, mm. it's a it's a challenge for me essentially <laughs> so Aiming was a little tough, um, but we did change the, play, the um, difficulty level to casual from normal. So we'll see if we did that at the end when we stopped playing. So we'll see if that does change anything. I do want to play it again. Um, now, the video leading into the game was beautiful. Yeah. Way prettier than I was expecting. I was expecting your, like, um, what is it? Cell shading. That sort of like a
0: yeah, cell shaded sort of outline-y type of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what I was expecting. But no, it was beautiful. And then we got into the actual gameplay and it was like it was the same thing, but super low res. It was kind of like you're watching a YouTube video and it goes from like 1080 to 360. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the resolution. Uh, but then when we actually started really playing It was beautiful again. So it was weird. It was kind of like when the when it was like between the two video and and actually playing the game. It was it was strange. The resolution got really weird. But that's also when we were able to chat again. So I'm not sure if that has something to do with it.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, Obviously, the the video beforehand was pre-generated and you get a little bit of background on the characters and you're like, that's fine, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you jump into the future and you're like, let's go kill some Nazis. And you're like, all right. I'm, I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay. And you find out how to control your character via experimentation. And then there's like computers everywhere. And then yeah, like as
1: you go, kind of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which to me, I don't know. You could have just given me a little tutorial ahead of time. And then, just saying. yeah
1: there is definitely an opportunity for that in that first room especially like they could tell you how to do the sneaking and the switching between your weapons and stuff like right then and there and not mm-hmm. spread it out after you have to fight a bunch of people and you're like what do i do
0: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> but it's definitely a very interesting like co-op experience i enjoyed it like i said i want i want to play it again it was cool. Yeah,
0: I, I liked it because you have a shared health bank of hearts of lives, basically, and you have up to three lives. Then mm-hmm. if you run out of health, your shield and health, you get knocked down and the other player can come in, come heal you. And there's other boosts that you can do to kind of like give you temporary boosts, like thumbs up people. And you know, it gives you like a motivation boost and get some health back. And there's health everywhere. I think that we're a little bit either we're too aggressive or the game is too sensitive because you sound off alarms often and everybody comes running at you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we need to give it another go, but I'm totally fine playing it like casual to easy mode because I just like to have fun, you know?
1: Yeah. I think though, like playing it on normal, like we learned a lot when we played it the first time. And like I said, it was the first time we ever played a game together. So we had like levels of dynamics we were trying to figure out at the same time. Yeah. But it's still it was I still had fun even learning it. It was it was cool.
0: And it's a good looking game. I mean, I know Mm -hmm. that it goes from the the actual great video to the in-game.
1: Yeah. And
0: it it's definitely there's some textures are like absolutely terrible, but then The normal gameplay and the characters like look pretty good. Panic Button did a pretty bang up job for on my switch. Like I was playing, I was like, "This looks pretty
1: good." Yeah, I I was pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah. Anything else that you're Mm -hmm. playing besides that?
1: No, just those two.
0: Okay. Well, I got about you
1: have been busy.
0: (laughs) I got about 185 games that I've been playing. Okay.
1: Oh (laughs) Jesus.
0: So quick update, quick update here on Pokemon Go. Now Mm -hmm. remember that I couldn't. play the game. Yeah, because... you're having
1: issues with the AR.
0: Yep. So, I was having problems with the AR and here's what I think happened is I turned off AR before and mm-hmm. I also, cuz I had it on originally, to do AR mode, you have to give access to your camera. Okay. Permission on your phone. Mm-hmm. But I was recently going through and disabling tons of permissions that things didn't need. So I turned off the permission manually in Pokemon Go and a bunch of other things. Um, and for some reason, they must have came out with a new mode called AR Plus, and they turned it on by default. But the problem was they didn't check again for the permission.
1: Oh, okay. yeah.
0: So. Mm-hmm it put it in this weird state where it would lock up because it's trying to access the camera, but can't access the camera because it doesn't have the permission, but it's not asking for the permission. So yeah,
1: you confused it.
0: I confused it. So I went I re-enabled the camera, went into AR mode, it worked again, disabled AR mode, deactivated the camera, you know, permission, and then everything was fine again. So now I can catch Pokemon again.
1: Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> at least at she least figured it out instead of it being like that for a while. But they, they should have had some sort of notification especially if it was affecting your specific phone or something like that but
0: yeah it was very strange but i also team rocket is out but i've not seen any team rocket shadow pokemon at all so i don't Mm. understand yet i saw that was the news that team rocket was on the loose um but i yeah played a bunch today and i couldn't couldn't find anything so people write in if you can let me know how if i'm doing it wrong um (laughs) of course Fortnite, been fortnighting it up it was the world championships last weekend where they gave away a bunch of money to a bunch of teenagers and that was cool um they were live streaming the world championship inside of the game like you could have it as an overlay or just watch it in the game like in the game you'd be like "Oh, let me just watch it and live stream it, like twitch so oh, cool. cool so yeah. cool but i was like i tweeted i was like they have a Mar- marshmallow concert again i slept in so i missed it again darn it um <laughs> But they had the marshmallow concert. They had like marshmallow swag. It's there's two year birthdays. There's birthday cakes everywhere. Uh, I've completed all the challenges, everything. Now I'm just grinding because I'm trying to grind levels. So I'm just playing random stuff um, here and there. And there's another challenge, overtime challenges. And I need Michael to play with me because a lot of the new challenges are you have to play with a friend. And I have no friends. So um, Michael is gone. So he needs to play with me. Now we can talk because I have a controller that works. So.
1: Yeah, you'll be able to get the full Fortnite experience.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I picked up Zeo Drifter for a dollar, which is a little 2D or an 8-bit kind of side-scrolling space shooter thing. I only played a little bit. Mm -hmm. It seemed very, very hard, and I gave up right away, and I was like, okay, there goes my dollar. Um, (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I said, whatever, but I did play yeah. a bunch of demos and ones that I will recommend. So you don't have to download all of them, but some that you totally need to go and download immediately. So okay. the I, first, I'm gonna write them down, right on the first two that I'm going to cover and they're in different order than what's in our spreadsheet here, but okay, I'm going to go and Don't need to download at all. Um, the first one is lethal league blaze, which actually was in the top 30 download only last week. Um, so it did sell well, But it is a eh, weird game. It is uh, a game where you have a character and you have this ball and you have a baseball bat and you're hitting the ball and you try to hit the ball and it changes to your color, either blue or red. And if the ball hits the other character and bounces off the walls and they take damage and you have like power ups where you can hit the ball. um, That's the game. That's the whole game.
1: Sounds fun.
0: Yeah, uh, it's not fun single player. That's for sure. There's a story oh, is there mode. A multiplayer? Yeah, there's two two player multiplayer. Um, there's a full story mode. Uh not worth your 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 megabytes. Um, in general. All right. So the good to know. Yeah, you know, the other one I played was Anunnaki. Anunnaki. It's a it's a role playing. Well, it's not really a really role playing game, but it's a it's a. I guess it's a role playing slash action adventure game. The, okay. the, you play as this, char- this character who his parents died when he was young, but there's this bridge between the not yet, like the recently deceased and the current world. So there are these, these individuals that can travel between those two worlds. So him and his sister become, this type of job which is to go help the souls that are caught in between finish whatever they need to do but there's a bunch of of course bad things in the world and things in that sure. world so you can go back and forth um I, I I started playing it and it just it didn't catch me it just was very kind of slow and it, there's too many things mm-hmm. going on um i mean it's a cool demo to download but it didn't really do it for me i would say
1: the story sounds really cool, but it's a bummer that it's just not it's tough when a game is really slow to start out with.
0: Yeah, it's just slow yeah. and the uh, the game didn't do it for me. But one game I'll say mm-hmm. amazing because I love Advance Wars, one of my favorite turn based games ever. And uh-huh. that is sort of military style game. And obviously Wargroove came out that's sort of different. Um, in the vein, but then there's a new game which I, I saw on a, a blog post on our tweet that someone was like, This game's amazing. So I down the demo. It's called Tiny Metal Rumble. This game is flipping awesome. Um, it's Advance Wars. That's what it is.
1: I've never played Advance Wars. I don't even know if I've heard of it.
0: So Advance Wars, it's a Game, <laughs> Boy, game Boy Advance game um, uh-huh. that came out. Uh, there's two of them, uh, and there was a DS version. So there's been like four of them at this point. Super good turn based military style Um, you're trying to take over different bases and this game Mm -hmm. is basically that you control troops you go and you can you know hide in bushes or like you get high ground or low ground and you build up your different troops they cost different amounts and you assign them and they can only move so many things and you just like you know it's it's really fun definitely worth download The, the the demo is very short it's just like the first level going through you can bust through the demo in like 10 minutes um or so oh, okay but fun uh-huh. i wish there was more to it and there might be more to it but at least i played through the uh, at least the first part of the demo that may have been all of it in like 10 minutes but super fun and uh, the game to me is now on my um almost um will buy right now but maybe like whenever there's a first sale because it's on my wish list we'll pick up
1: how much is it right now
0: i think it's 15
1: dollars okay
0: so cheaper than Wargroove because that was 20 bucks. But uh, yeah, just the problem is that I didn't play through Wargroove. So now I feel bad. So I don't want to buy another game <laughs> that's just like it, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's cool. Uh, definitely worth a try. And you can kind of get a feel. You'll, you'll see immediately what I'm talking about. Um, But you might, you yeah, might, you might. I'll, you might I'll like
1: check it. it out. If it's a quick, like 10 minute demo, then I'll, I'll give it a go. Yeah.
0: Now a game you absolutely <laughs> have to down this demo. It's on. Un- freaking believable it is called kill la kill the game if okay um kill la kill is a japanese anime which i knew nothing about this game is a uh, fighter it's a it's a three-dimensional 2d fighter where you play these characters that are in the anime and the whole thing is about this school or i don't know they're doing stuff i don't know, it's freaking ridiculous but the demo which you you play one battle you do fight but it is 15 minutes of anime before you get to play the Ooh. game
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> just cutscenes the whole thing 15 minutes and it's all in japanese with subtitles and it's flipping amazing and then you play <laughs> the game and the fighting is absolutely amazing like it is so cool and quick and the moves everything about it i have no idea what's going on like as far as like the story and stuff but i was uh-huh. immediate like i want to go watch this show i think it's on netflix you can watch it too but like i want to go watch this show okay like, it's so cool and like it's worth it's worth the download just to watch like you can't skip it either you're forced to watch 15 minutes of anime and it's amazing
1: that's terrible no I'm just no. <laughs> So 15 whole minutes. No, I think I've actually. So the name sounded a little familiar. And I was thinking originally it was because we mentioned it in the was it? It's a new release, right?
0: Came out last week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what I thought, because I, I think we we, it, we weren't sure if it was the right name or something. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think you're right. I think it was actually recommended to me on Netflix because I've watched a couple anime or uh, movies and stuff on there. So. Okay. Yeah. But I can't picture it in my head, so I'll I'll look into it.
0: Yeah, go go get it. If real... there,
1: what can you compare the fights fighting style to? Anything or
0: no, 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 because no, it's okay. it's
1: uh, it's that good. <laughs> it's
0: it's it's it's, cr- it's crazy. You go go play, and then next week we got to discuss it. And see what you think. It's so okay.
1: good. So all right, good. yeah, all right. I have homework.
0: <laughs> have a little homework, and the last thing yeah. uh, that I have that I need to talk about is Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Now we know that you love Mario Kart, but don't own Mario Kart Eight Deluxe.
1: Yes. And I actually, I did some investigative, deep investigative work this week. Because last week you said Michael hates Mario Kart.
0: Yes. That's what my understanding is. Yeah.
1: So I asked him if he hates it and he said no.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Well,
1: next (laughs) week. No, he's just never said that he loves it or anything. So that's probably why you got that impression. Okay. No, he said, he said that he doesn't, you know, love nor hate or or whatever so huh. that's cleared up folks
0: <laughs> okay it's cleared up uh, yeah michael does not <laughs> hate mario kart well i got recently into it because my buddy luke was in town and uh-huh. i went onto my switch and i went into my friends and I said luke was playing mario kart so i said hmm, oh maybe i'll play some mario kart with luke and i never played any online besides not with a friend but i've played online but not with a friend so i wanted to see how it worked and it's not as graceful as wolfenstein but Uh, better than smash brothers (laughs) i would say so i texted lucas hey you want to play mario kart he's like yeah let's i'll hop on how do i how do i do and i said go online and you know do the friend thing or whatever and Mm -hmm. um so i have to host i have to host a game and have friends only mode and then he has to then know that i'm hosting a game right like you can't invite him to the game he has to know Then he has to go and it'll say that I'm hosting a game, but he has to go into the mode and it's pretty janky. It's pretty jankalicious. Um, But um, him and his his, his four-year-old daughter were playing and we played online and with all against the computers. It was great. Um, And then I said, hey, you know, we can, I was texting. I said, we can chat if you download the voice chat app. And he was like, there's an app. And I said, yeah, they don't tell you, but there's an app. And he downloaded the app and I've never used the app to chat. I think since it first came out and they've updated it a bunch. And, um, he couldn't join the chat during the first game because he had already started the game and then downloaded the app. So you got to have the app ahead of time. You have
1: to have it ready to go before you even start the, is it like a set of four races?
0: It's a set of four races. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
0: So for the set, (laughs) for the set, you got to have it linked Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. But then on the next game, um, it just worked. And what's cool is you just open the game and it's like, hey, you're playing Mario Kart. Do you want to join your chat room right now? And boom, it worked. We chatted. Uh, Mine had no issues. His voice chat app did crash twice in the 20 minutes that we were on, but he booted Uh it back up and it worked right away. So it wasn't like a big deal, but kind of annoying. So I don't know if it was his phone Mm or Maybe something with iOS, but I don't know. But then I was looking and I and I actually now noticed that there are a lot of games that support this. Not all of them, but um, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance, Dragon Quest II Builder, Skulls of the Shogun, Red Faction Guerrilla, Remastered, Saints Row, T.T. (laughs) Isle of Man, Mortal Kombat, Stardew Valley supports it, which is cool.
1: Yeah, Um, that's
0: neat. Smash Bros, Super Mario Party, Mario uh, tennis, Arms, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and Splatoon 2. So, uh, yeah, it totally works. And I just had my phone out, and we're just chatting, and it worked just fine. So kind of cool.
1: That's cool. Yeah. yeah. it's. I will say it's it's still weird because you have to have a phone and your Switch and, and a lot of things. But it's good that it's something that you now know works and yeah. you can actually use. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but awesome yeah that's it did uh did uh playing improve your and luke's uh romantic relationship
0: it did it did it absolutely did 100 okay yeah we're closer now than ever closer than ever
1: oh good good
0: yeah (laughs) there you go all (laughs) right well that has been our very short one hour and eight minute podcast christina thank you so much for um for joining me on this great podcast love it All right. See you
1: next week, then. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. of course. You can go to nintendodispatch.com. Tell all your friends to follow us on Twitter at Dispatch Podcast. That's going to do it. Christina, thank you so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been your Nintendo Dispatch.